0: And we are underway. From Rainbow Bay to Rainbow Beach to the switch and everything in between.
1: I'm going to have fun
0: and you're going to have fun. Yeah,
1: a funny day. Cool. Have fun
2: now. Your new local. You're going to love this place. It's the Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo.
1: Happy Friday, podcast family. Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo here. First time I think we've ever had this setup where all three of us are in a different state-slash-city... Uh, currently, yours truly in Sydney, New South Wales. Lisa, where do we find you today?
3: I am in Melbourne today, and mm-hmm. Dobbo is stuck in Brisbane. I'm in so Yeah, yeah. You're holding mm. the fort, aren't you, Dobbo? That's right. Which we appreciate. We like you for that. So I took a flight from Brisbane to Melbourne this morning, and I'm I'm a fairly seasoned flyer. I just did a few calculations on. I reckon how many flights I've taken throughout my entire life. I my first flight when I was when I was six weeks old. So I've been flying. Pretty much my entire Mm. life. I'm 38 now. I did a rough guesstimate that I reckon I've taken over 600 flights in my life.
0: That is a lot of flights.
3: How many did you reckon? 600. You've been alive for
1: how many years? 38? 38 years,
3: yeah. I reckon at one point there, and especially kilometer wise, like a lot of overseas trips and a lot of trips in between, I reckon I've taken at least 26. A year, like every fortnight. I was I, gonna
0: say I'm nowhere, nowhere near that. I'm nowhere near that. I reckon if I got to two fifty I'm I'm doing well. Like I'm I, I not mean sure I've general. been
1: on hundred planes.
0: Yeah, I reckon really? I've done two fifty. But there have been a lot in the last couple of years. Yeah. But prior to that I I, I absolutely am two fifty. So I've
3: done a fair bit of tr- Yeah, I reckon roughly. If if I just okay. did a rough estimate, it it's might be a little bit less than that, but I think mm. it's that so I'm a fairly seasoned traveller and nothing used to bother me on planes. I could I could go without headphones for pretty much all trips. And nothing would bother me. A crying child wouldn't bother me. Today, I've never been so bothered on a flight before. Mm. I'm severely claustrophobic. I hate the window seat. The window seat for me is hell because I would rather the middle seat because I can see the aisle and I can get closer. I was in the window seat today. We sat on the tarmac for half an hour before we even left. So I'm already panicked, okay, before we've taken off.
0: On the window seat.
3: On the window seat. I just want to get out. I just want to be able to get to the aisle easily or go to the bathroom when I choose to not to get ask people to get up. So sure. to Melbourne, to Brisbane, um, Brisbane to Sydney is fine. That's an hour. I could probably do that, but this is two and a half hours. We are already half an hour late. So three hours sitting in this seat, nervous as hell. And then to make it worse, the guy next to me, now the – can we all agree that the person in the middle seat gets both armrests? Agreed. Agreed. Totally fine. He Agreed. can have both armrests. You cannot then take half the person's seat next to you. So we were rubbing shoulders and arms the whole time. Uncomfortable.
1: Okay. okay. Awkward. I'm going to I'm going to tread delicately. Okay. So <laughs> I don't want to offend this gentleman. But would we say he was a large gentleman? No, he was not really. No, oh, so he was just a dickhead.
3: Yeah, just just a dickhead and a normal sized human being, just took up my seat as well. I was like, Liesel. mate, you've already got two armrests. I gave you that. I'm happy for you to have that.
1: I don't want to stereotype, <laughs> but I'm going to make some generalisations about this guy. Oh,
3: I thought I, you were going to say about me.
1: No, 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 no. I think you're in the right. Um, I reckon this guy does CrossFit. Um <laughs>
3: no, I think you're wrong. Oh, what? Yeah, no, I don't he wasn't like muscly or anything, wasn't fit, he was just a normal guy and I also think he was fanging for You say something to a, him? No, I did and I just put up with it and I was very uncomfortable. Mm. I've given myself neck pain because I hold on held on my shoulder the whole time. Um he was chewing I think um cigarette gum like it was going out of business. Like ah. he chewed the life out of it. Um I've never been so irritated in my life.
1: I'm going to make one more guess. Yes. His name's Darren. Yep. Yep. His name's (laughs) Darren. Just sounds like a Darren sort
3: of (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're on it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, look, people can shame me and and you can scream at the radios and I understand, but I've become one of those people who I never thought I'd actually be. This morning from about 8.30 a.m. till around 11 o'clock, I unpacked. Boxes and boxes of Christmas decorations for my wife and then proceeded to put up our Christmas tree and put up fairy lights, uh, put up a big bow on the front uh, gate of our house and set up our house in full Christmas cheer.
1: Oh, no, 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 it's too soon.
0: Well, I always used to think it was too soon, Liam. I used to think it was December 1, when, the ad, when you got the chocolate on each day of the advent calendar, that's when everything happened.
3: How but, much duress were you under putting up for these Christmas decorations? A
0: lot, but, <laughs> and I whinged, and you know, it's funny how a relationship goes. Amity actually said, I really like how you've come around to my understanding that you, you, you know that we put up Christmas decorations in early November and i said well i don't have a choice and i said it's just one battle i'm not going to fight she she we're not even going to be here on christmas day we're not even going to be there so <laughs> i don't even understand the point of putting a tree up like you put the tree up so on christmas day when santa delivers the pre- santa's not delivering the presents to there he's delivering them to rainbow bay um he hasn't i haven't mean, finished
3: his list yet yeah
0: I mean,
1: L- lisa when will your decorations go up
3: Unfortunately, I don't have any decorations at the moment. So once I moved house, I didn't have any decorations. They all got tossed. So I either need to buy new ones, which is not great when you go to oh. those Christmas warehousings Go to the Santa Shack.
0: I... The Santa Shack out at Logan. It's unbelievable. Well, that,
3: I might need to go there, actually, because last time I went to one in Sydney, a kid threw up on me. So I've been uh, a little bit disgruntled with Christmas warehouse shopping. So
1: <laughs> that I will do it.
3: I need to re-go again.
1: <laughs> no. No. No, tell me, Lisa, tell me you've at least got a tree. I you don't, don't have, have that a tree. Oh, You're treeless. No, Jones, no like, seriously. I don't.
0: Because
3: Wait. I want to buy a perfect one. You know those Balsam Hill ones? They're like the real fancy American ones. Oh, you can we've got even one. get tree spray that smells like real pine
0: trees. Bowser's got embedded lights in it. Our tree's got lights that are already in it. so You don't even have to wrap lights around it. Can I mean, you so you've light- got an
1: inbred tree? Is no, embedded.
0: I said, oh, embedded, not, not inbreded. Uh, no, I'm, I know <laughs> I live in Ipswich, but please, um, <laughs> like, come on. I mean, we have got some it. class out there. Um, I mean, the problem is, the problem is that it's way too early, and I now the gun. I'm, well. If you go on the shopping centres, as we said, November 1 is when the shopping centres start putting up Christmas decorations. So mm. we've just gone big early. We've just gone a little early.
1: Just be now, just be honest though with us, Dobbo, because Liesl, famously, mm. when our man has a problem in his life, huh. what does he tend to do?
3: Pay for it to go away,
1: throws money at it. Did yeah. you put the decorations up yourself?
0: No, but I put the bow <laughs> up. I put the bow up. I put the bow up. And I'm putting up a bloody blow-up reindeer <laughs> on the roof tomorrow. Yeah, yeah sure you are. <laughs> Here comes the money. Show me the money! Telling me $90 the 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 Triple M
1: Rush
2: hours, Garage Sale Challenge.
3: That's right, it's garage sale challenge time and coming into a Friday, we're getting prepped for the weekend. Matt and Morayfield told us about a story about a Barbie car that he picked up from the side of the road in Curbside Collection, ended up selling it for $150. Liam, you informed him that he could have sold it for $1,000. But it got us thinking about garage sales, and we set ourselves a challenge. Being the competitive little people that we are, we Mm. set ourselves a challenge, and we want to be able to find the best thing we could at someone's garage sale this weekend. That's right. Yeah. $50, $50 $50, $50 buckaroonies. we have got to spend. You can get unlimited amount. You can get two things, three things, one thing if you like, but you cannot go over $50. That, then be the rules.
1: Then be the rules. And then next week we will have uh, an official qualified valuer come in and judge who has found the most treasure amongst everyone else's trash. Uh, Lisa, you've already picked out your garage sale.
3: Yes, I have. I've picked out my location. I've also picked out my item that I want to choose. Is
1: it? Okay. <laughs>
3: Do you want me to share? I'm not telling him my strategy. Do you think you can get said
1: item for 50 bucks?
3: Yes, I certainly can.
1: You certainly what can. What
3: is it? I certainly can. I'm not telling you, Dubbo. I've is already what- spoken to Jazz from two Aussie thrifters.
0: I know where I'm going. I, uh, I, don't, I, I don't believe that she was she was on the money, and I'm just going to tell I don't actually agree with her theory. She
3: made a lot of money last year. Yeah. thrifting. Yeah. Okay, have you got a location, Dobbo?
0: I'm going in Ipswich, um, okay. and I'm going deep. You know what you and what you don't all realise is that in another life, I worked for a company called Waterford Wedgwood, which was Waterford Crystal and the beautiful Wed, Wedgwood china. I actually met Lord Wedgwood, true story, who is the family. He's got the lineage of who where it all came from. Wedgwood china came from, oh. right? I know what I'm looking <laughs> what for. Just so for excited. the
1: record, I don't believe any of this. That,
0: on my twin's life, is all true. Don't don't bring your twin's that, into that your nonsense. That is all true. Don't bring so your twin's tomorrow, into you, seen your your
1: twin's
3: life, swear on something else.
0: I, <laughs> I swear on my life. That's how much. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know how much so I love better. myself. And you know how much when? I love myself. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, I, I'll just tell you now, I'm going after fine china. There is a lot of garage sales where people don't know. Yes, Spode. I'm not interested in Spode, but I'm after Wedgwood, China. And you know what? Antique Roadshow, here I come. There is deceased estates in Ipswich. It's an ageing population, and I'm I'm going to pounce. (laughs) I'm going to pounce tomorrow.
3: You're making money off old people that passed.
0: uh, No, I'm going to their estate sales. It's exactly what he's doing, mostly. And and I'm looking for fine china. And rare China. Sorry,
1: just to backtrack a bit, where in between your boarding school, your little adventure as a jackaroo in the outback, your setting up of a meat trading business, when did you work in this China factory? I worked
0: at David Jones at Raringa Mall straight out of school before I went to the Northern Territory, and lo and behold, they put me in the Wedgwood Mm. department. I sold Mm. crystal and Wedgwood that is a true story. Talk and about now, a bull in a China and shop. That's
1: where the <laughs> phrase comes from, Jones. <laughs> I lasted three weeks. <laughs> All right, look, one triple three five three. Lisa, you may have a, a specific item picked out, but you may also need backups in yes. case you can't get said item for fifty bucks. I Dobby, doubt I'll get it. You're going to be exploring the region I'm fine of Ipsu's. China. Find China this weekend. One triple three five three. Get involved with our garage sale. Have you got a garage sale going on this weekend? Tell us about it. It's basically a free ad for your garage sale. And tell us about some of the stuff that you have up for grabs. 13353. If you're holding a garage sale this weekend, we want to hear about it. And you can, you can promote your sale here on the show for free. And uh, Liesl, Dobbo, and I might just do a bit of online shopping with you here live on the radio. Rush out with Liesl Jones, Lehman Dobbo, Triple M. Tell us what is for sale because we're doing this.
0: Here comes the money. Telling me, Raymond.
1: $90. The Triple M Rush Hellers Garage Sale Challenge. Mm hmm. Yep. 50 bucks. A crisp pineapple, which of us can take out this weekend. We could and then be spending Monday, it with you. And then Monday, we can come rolling into these studios and show off what we have managed to buy for $50. And you're right, Laisel. 13353, tell us about your
0: garage sale, and we could come out and do our shopping with you. Yeah, sell how it good to us. Going. You want to see the garage sale that I'm going to do tomorrow. It's called the mother of all garage sales. Just to give you a little <laughs> new and used toys, lots of books dating back to the 1940s, vintage, knickknack, records, cassettes, And so much more. 7 a.m. start. I'm going to be there, you beauty.
3: (laughs) Get some Lego. If they've got toys, Legos really. You just
1: watch me come in. I'm getting my fine china tomorrow. We've got some calls to get to, Lisa. Let's find out about some garage sales.
3: Alex and Wool and Gabba, have you got a garage sale we can come to?
1: My parents would love to have you there. They are Hoarders from way back. (laughs) We love a hoarder, yes. And they are finally empty nesters and downsizing. So there's there's no trash, it's all treasure. Come on down.
3: What sort of goods have you got? Can you give us something specific?
1: Yeah, so you were talking about that Barbie Ferrari a couple days ago? Yes, yes. My sister grew up with a Barbie Caravan.
3: (gasps) I haven't seen it in
1: 20 years, and they would absolutely not have thrown it out. They don't throw anything out. So it'll be in the shed somewhere.
0: It's up to you to come and dig it out. It it could be worth millions.
1: As long as can, as long as <laughs> you get Ken dibs. and
0: Barbie with it together.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Calling Dibs. <laughs> 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 uh, so Alex, just <laughs> Alex, that garage sale happening in Wool and tomorrow. Um, Heron Court, Wellington Point. Heron Seven a.m. Wellington oh. Point. There okay. we go. Seven, 7 a.m. Righto, uh, righto. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Alex.
0: Sarah from the Gap. Uh, you've got some stuff. You've got a garage sale going on.
3: I do, yes. I've got quite a few hair me downs actually. You know, those are uh, those old-school bits of like the, the dinnerware sets, like the bit of china that has like the animals and the oh. the characters on it. You know, the yes. like pastel yellow, pastel yellow. Now the hair me down I've got a bucket load of those that uh, are <gasps> they've, they've been passed down. I reckon three generations. They're just sitting there, and They're I reckon what I'm
0: talking about is are they I'm Beatrix
3: Potter ones? Yeah, I can't hair remember rabbit, the name hair of them. Rabbit, it's Rabbit. hair rabbit. Hair, rabbit, yeah, yes. it's all faded off. All the all the writing just absolutely come off it now, and you can't see anything. But I swear I saw like on the courier mail six months ago that they were going on eBay for a Mozart. Like I think they were absolutely. Oh,
0: here we go. Yeah, and I've got I, another really garage Show things. expert. Um, i yeah. is,
3: is that at the Gap? That um, garage sale? That is at the Gap. Yes, off oh, one understand. of the main roundabouts there. You'll have to you have to come and stuff it out. But I'll be there oh, bright and yes. early, about five a.m. Love no. that! Right. All right, Let's nice. See you at the Sarah. gap, Sarah, Elise, and Tingalpa, Have you got a garage sale for us? Yes, um, I'm moving
4: out of my place, which is actually good timing. If you guys want to come down, um, selling my portable aircon. Oh, um, and yeah, I've got a PlayStation 2 as well. If that's of any interest, I've got some few games and things.
3: What PlayStation <laughs> number is it? Number
4: two, the best a PlayStation. One, right? oh, is that all she's selling?
0: Is that all you? Yeah. Is that all you saw? I chuck it on the street. Seriously, <laughs> no. no one's going to travel for that crap. Um, are like you, you know, an Xbox
4: man, <laughs> is that
2: what's
4: going
1: on? Uh, the PlayStation Two. Uh, this is this is the advice we got from the Aussie Thrifter uh, yes. earlier in the week about um, about targeting electronics and being able to find some value for them. Right, can I just sh- thank you to Elise and and Sarah um, who've called through with their garage sales. Have we got one more garage sale, Dob?
0: Yeah, Josh in Mount Warren P- Park. How are you? yeah good mate yourself. All right, you you know there's a garage sale or something happening.
3: Yeah, mate, yeah, well, um, I've got all
2: these Optus routers, mate, and everything must go, they're going. <laughs> <to that. laughs> uh, cheap, cheap. Uh, nice, <laughs> nice. Rush <laughs> Hour, Triple I know, You can <laughs> sell them.
1: Somebody who, uh, I didn't think she had improvement in her. She's already Australia's greatest ever Olympian, and yet now she can also add the title of being Young Australian of the Year for the State of Queensland. She joins us on the show, Emma McKeon. Congratulations, and welcome to the Rush Hour. Thanks so,
3: having Emma. me on. Oh, we're so excited. I mean, your history of what you have achieved is absolutely extraordinary. It, it, you know, when we have guests on, there's about probably a couple of sentences. You have four paragraphs of information just to be able to fit it in, but you've never been young Australian for Queensland before. How amazing is this honour?
4: Yeah, it is a huge honour, really. I went to the awards night on Wednesday up in Brisbane and it was just really cool to be in the room with so many amazing people and, hear the stories from the other nominees and the other award winners and just like listening to what they're doing in the community and for the country so yeah it was a really cool night
0: really special and and, and no doubt you're terribly honored the the stats don't lie and Liam mentioned it in the opener the Australia's um, most successful ever Olympian of all time at 29 years of age, um, I, I'm fascinated because traditionally swimmers, swimming is a young person sport. How have you remained so successful? And I'm by no means I'm 47. I'm, and don't take it the wrong way, but in swimming terms, <laughs> you're a veteran.
4: Yes, I suppose I am. <laughs> I never thought that I would be considered a veteran in swimming because um, I mean, from a young age, I kind of actually struggled with staying in the sport. Yeah. Um, so I never thought I'd actually be swimming. I'm still at 29. Um, What's the secret? I don't know. I think just taking it year by year, having a reason why. And I definitely find it challenging a lot of the time, but there's still a huge part of me that really loves it still and loves competing and loves getting the most out of myself and just seeing what I'm capable of. So really, that's just what still drives me now. Emma, if there was one word to describe you, I would say
3: it's tenacious because you've had so many challenges throughout your career where you didn't achieve what you wanted to, but you came back and you still fought. And now to be Australia's best Olympian that we've ever had, how much is tenacity important to you throughout your career just to keep
4: going? Yeah, it is really important. I think, I guess, yeah, like you said, that is what has kept me going all this time. Um, But I think it's I think most athletes really need that to, I guess, be at the top. And you're never going to have, and that's with everything, you're never going to have everything go your way. Um, And it's just like you take the disappointment and then you learn from it and then you kind of keep moving forward if that's what you want to do. And That's, I guess, how I've kind of taken it throughout my career.
1: Emma, is Cody sick of you bringing home awards? I reckon, I mean, he's got some musical awards, obviously, in there, but I reckon the trophy, singer. the trophy room would start it'd be starting to get a little lopsided, wouldn't it?
4: <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. We don't really have a trophy room.
1: Sorry, the trophy shed. The trophy shed started starting <laughs> to get a little bit yeah. lopsided.
0: Where do you keep all your medals? Because no doubt you've got the same sort of thing. I understand the Golds and, and, and the World Champs, they go into the safe, but, mate, the state title from, you know, 2011, <laughs> seriously, what, is it in the garage? I'm not sure where that one
4: is. <laughs> most of my medals are at my um, parents' house in Wollongong.
0: Yeah, it seems to be where the most swimmers yeah. put there. They just leave it at the folks' house. They and just dump it, it yeah. on the parents. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, my dad keeps, like, sending me messages. Do you want me to bring up all of this and this? I'm like, you're trying to clear room out or something.
1: <laughs> now, Emma, we know you'll be at Paris next year as part of the Dolphins setup. Is Brisbane that unrealistic for you? Like I, I know, yeah. I know you'll be. <laughs> I know you're dobbo's already classed you as a veteran oh, at twenty nine years of age. That was with the
0: deepest respect, Tom. So. Of
1: course, of course. And all I'm asking you is, it, we see these athletes going longer and longer in these other sports. Is there any reason Emma McKeon can't be participating at Brisbane in 2032? <laughs>
4: um, I won't say there's any reason why I can't be, but I think I will be ready to move on the next part
3: of my life, definitely by then. Okay. Dara Torres
4: did it. She was 42
3: uh, and won a silver medal, shiny. but she was yeah. also, she had her own chef and massage therapist that lived with her, so that helps. Uh, okay, yeah. that would definitely
1: help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if Cody learns to cook and massage, you know, you're halfway there. Uh, yeah. Emma, <laughs> we, seriously though, we have some fun with you, but it's in earnest congratulations on this wonderful accolade, Young Queenslander of the Year. It's a wonderful award and you're de- thoroughly deserving of it. We wish you all the best Thanks for giving me some time on The Rush Hour.
4: Oh, Thank you very much.
3: This time last week, Liam, you shared with us a very telling story about number twos, and it did set me off, and I couldn't stop laughing, so much so that we have to reshare it.
1: A friend of mine is an OT. Uh, and she Occupational does o- therapist. Occupational therapist, thank you. Yeah, So she does a lot of work with um, rehabilitating people from injuries. And my friend was in the, the hospital room and along with some other staff. This person needed to be moved, was lifted up. Now, hospital gown, for anyone who's ever worn one, you're not wearing anything underneath. No, of course. This person needed to go number twos. Yeah. So as they're lifted up, number twos dropped. No. And my mate, just out of like backyard instinct, Caught it like a classic catch. Steve like Smith's first catch. lips?
3: <laughs> absolutely horrendous. So nice, we had to revisit it because it is still so funny. We've had we've been inundated with stories, so much so that people just want to be able to share their number two stories with us. Yes. But we don't want to go bottom feed it, like, we don't need to go there. So we thought. Why don't we go a little bit classy? I feel like maybe a bit of classical music might make it feel just a little bit classier.
1: Oh, so they're just number two stories with some nice music behind it. Yeah, you oh, can oh, this polish be good. a turd. In this fact, will be good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's let's can we get a little bit of music, please? Uh, we got a bit of. I believe this is a uh, Dmitri Shostakovich. His Waltz Number Two, uh, no and to <laughs> to share a Friday Number Two story, we actually welcome in. Um, our boss, Our boss, Jamie Angel. Never Jamie thought Morgan I'd get to, get to tell Russia.
2: this story, ever. <laughs> 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 Jamie really Angel, idea.
1: we hand you the floor for your classy <clears> number <throat> two story.
2: <clears throat> well, why, thank you. Want to tell a story about, and she shall remain anonymous, Erica. Um... <laughs> Erica works in radio And she uh, regaled the story once She's a close friend of mine So uh, picture Victoria Park You know Vic Park And sure. used to be the golf club And yeah. um, Now down the back towards the ICB It's a bit hilly there yeah, it right? is. And she was walking around And at some stage thought Gee I, I really need to do number twos And I need to do it really quickly Sometimes <laughs> that happens So she sort of ducked into the to the bushes, into the high grass and the bushes and she's proceeded to... Um, she did a bush bob. She did a bush she did a little <laughs> poo. She did a bush bob. Um, um, and as she was finishing up this huge dog and, and, and she describes it as a Dalmatian came running down the hill as she's pulling her pants up and it's all over You know, friendly as all get out. And um, she's sort of trying to pull her pants up and push the dog off and, and the dog's... Yeah, you know, it's all trying to sniff. Yeah, 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 I get it. And as, as the pants have come up, the owner has come running down the hill and uh, is just sort of waving her hands and going, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, he's friendly, don't worry about him, he's great. And as the owner is standing there, has looked down and seen the poo. And has <laughs> proceeded to get out a doggy bag... No. No. ...and pick up everything poo. He's the dog. And... <laughs> said goodbye and walked off with Erica's poo in the bag. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. That's, that's classy enough, is <laughs> That's a classy yeah. poo story. Take <laughs> that with you.
1: Nice. <laughs> Jamie Angel, thank you for a
0: classy no, number two story. No, 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 thank Erica, please. <laughs>
3: Never thought we'd hear that on radio.
0: Unbelievable. (laughs) Hey, Liam, I I saw on your Instagram, you you lunatic, that you got up at 4 o'clock this morning to go for a run with your old mates in Sydney. You're down in Sydney at the moment. How much do you love this place?
1: Uh, Look, uh, I love the people. I do miss the people of Sydney. I've got a lot of friends down here, spent many years here. But get me the hell (laughs) out of this city. (laughs)
3: What happened to you? Get me back
1: to the beautiful state of Queensland. Get me back to the coast. Get me back to the River City. Get me out of Harbour Town because it sucks. I think Sydney Airport needs to have a good, hard look at itself. Not only does it have a stupid curfew, which means that you sit there at the airport anxiously waiting to see whether you're going to be allowed to take off if you don't land in time. That's my first issue. Grow up, Sydney. You're old enough now. You don't need a curfew on your airport. But... Then I land, okay, so I'm, I've touched down, I'm wheels down, I head out to the taxi rank. I look at my phone and I think uh, how far I'm staying, six kilometres away, right, fr- from the Sydney airport. Not that far. I jump on the app and it says it'll take me 11 minutes in a cab. Okay, no worries. I grab a cab at the taxi rank. How long do you think it took me, not to get to my destination, which Google Maps said was 11 minutes away, how long do you think it took me to get out of Sydney Airport? Get your bag or get in the cab? No, no, no. I had my bag. Two and a
0: half minutes? I was in the cab. I do that trip every Sunday. I'd say five minutes till you get round to those lights that you can turn right Mm -hmm. and get back out there.
1: Those exact lights, Dobbo, those are the ones I'm talking about. It took me 37 (gasps) minutes to go from the Jetstar Terminal... Around to those lights, thirty-seven minutes. You could have walked it in eleven. He ran noose to triathlon ten k's in forty-three. I could Um, have run run to my accommodation in less time. What happened? Well, uh, there is roadblocks going on. To
0: be fair, fair, they're building a highway through there.
1: Okay, yeah. Maybe don't do it when there's peak hour for flights coming in. That's just a thought. Now, I understand if if you're going to do that and you're going to hold up traffic like that. I understand that. But you know what I would expect you'd then do? If you know you are doing these roadworks, you know you're going to create traffic. You know what I would I would think would be a fair and reasonable compromise for the people coming into your city? Mm-hmm. You strike an agreement with your taxi drivers and with your Uber drivers that the meter doesn't run. While you're oh. sitting stationary. 37 minutes. How much do you think the meter was by the time I got out of the airport? Not to my oh. destination. Got out of the
0: airport. That's over $50. That's 50 bucks, at 37 minutes.
1: $73. <gasps> Hang on. $73. To get and to I the could, lights. And I could see where I got in the cab.
0: Did you say Whoa. anything to the cabbie?
1: Well, what is, what's he going to say?
0: You could have given me some notice. He could have <laughs> well, said – he could. Have, he would have known this. He's milked this because the only person – I've got a couple of things on this. One, it serves you right for flying Jetstar. Um, because oh, mate, don't, like, don't they,
1: think this Qantas, Qantas passengers were – Qantas you know, are
0: immune to that kind of stuff. They, they, get, were a not. they, were they get a better run. They were sitting in it with the rest of us. Uh, I don't agree with that. Um, and two, there has to be some accountability to the cab driver because he knows – he should have said, hey, listen, mate, you give me a bit of cash. It's a nightmare. You're gonna be here or I'll get the train. Or get out on the road, walk around on the road, and hail a cab that's going along there.
1: It took 90 minutes to fly from Brisbane to Sydney. It took 45 minutes for me to drive six kilometers. The flight down cost me a hundred bucks. The taxi fare cost me 94. <laughs> All I'm saying is get stuff Sydney. (laughs) The weekend is a calling. We are ready to rip in because we have garage sales to hit up. $50 burning a hole in each of our pockets, and then next week we will reveal the treasure we found amongst other people's trash.
3: Well, De- Dobbo's $50 is not burning a hole in his pocket because he spent
0: it on fuel, so I don't know if he's replaced it. <laughs> well, this is what the- happened when Optus went down and all the Air Force went down and I've filled up and I had no cash. I just said, well, there you go. There's your little well, yellow Monday, gone. Cash
3: is king, so you better go to the ATM, Dobbo, because they won't like it if you pull out a card. Um, but, yes, we, we've spoken about our theories and our process of how we're going to go about mm. our garage sale challenge. Right. Uh, I'm very nervous. I'm looking forward. I hope I can find what I'm looking for. Again, I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm keeping that to myself. As
0: I said earlier, I'm going after Wedgwood, and that's where I'm going. You know, if you want, if you want fine china, mm-hmm. that's the way to go, yeah. mate. Fine Bit- china, and I'm going full antique roadshow, mate.
1: Hey, you, as I said before, Dobber your chances of finding authentic Wedgwood, and and you being you don't you know, realise that ex- I've met Lord Wedgwood,
0: and-, and I have worked for Waterford Wedgwood, <laughs> and I've met Lord Wedgwood, and I know what I'm looking for. <laughs> I know the difference between Spode and I know the difference between fine Wedgwood and I am going <laughs> hunting for beautiful, fine China.
1: Right. And as I said, what happens if you don't find any? Well, then we change tack. <laughs>
0: Didn't Jazz
3: from two Aussie thrifters say electronics, yeah. old electronics, like what, video What would she reporters? know? Would she know? Yeah. No, nothing. She only made $600,000 last year.
1: <laughs> Whack And on that awesome backhand From our four-time Olympic legend Liesl Jones we got to rip into a weekend Liesl Jones Happy garage sailing Ciao for now Dobbo Farewell my neighbours We will see you Monday at four For the reveal of our garage sale challenge
2: This is Triple M's Rush Hour With Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo